Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Justin Graves, it's Michael Ballard. I'm the student ministries director. Um, yeah, FC students, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, to, I mean, obviously you guys are thrown off a little bit because Justin's not here. Um, and so to keep you guys somewhat in a normal situation, you know how Justin usually does the, uh, last week he did box fans and hippos. I don't know how much more random you can get, but we'll try today. So I'm gonna do, uh, talk about powerlifting and suicidal sheep. And just like, just like he tied in the box fans and hippos, I promise you it should uh, come together. It should. Everyone just go ahead and start praying now. But, um, man, I love uh, what I get to do, and I love where um, I get to serve here at Foundation Church. This is a fantastic church. Uh, Pastor Justin's hanging out with his family. His girls are on spring break this week, and so him and Casey are uh, enjoying some much-needed time off, so just keep them in your prayers. They have safe travels, um, and uh, I promise you they will be back, uh, because after I get done today, he will need to come and uh, rebuild after I come through. No, um, no, 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 but uh, man, I'm going to give a shameless plug for FC students since I'm here, um, and uh, I've been given the microphone. Uh, every Wednesday, uh, God is doing some awesome things here at Foundations Church with the student ministry. This past Wednesday was one of my favorite Wednesdays that we've had. Not that I don't love what we get to do each and every week, but it was just like the, uh, the perfect mix of uh, chaos and Jesus. Like they intersected at the perfect moment. I knew it was the right moment because when Fish was kind of picking up on, on Friday, he texted me and said, hey, did you guys use peanut butter and jelly on Wednesday? And he like wasn't sure and so I knew, I was like, all right, it was a great service because it wasn't ob- obvious devastation, but he knew there was like the remnants of Axe body spray and teenage hormones that he could, he's like, something happened here, what, what's going on? Um, so that's how I knew it was a good Wednesday. Um, but uh, man, what other, what other place do you get to, to go and shoot teenagers with paintballs for a living? Like, yes, that's, I love what I get to do. Wiley, get ready, I'm coming for you, buddy. Right there. Um, no, but I, I love what I get to do. I think one of the reasons I love uh, doing what I get to do is because I'm a big kid at heart. Now, I wake up every morning and look at myself in the mirror and hang my head in shame because my hair has decided it doesn't want to join the party for the rest of my life. And so, <laughs> like, physically, I know I'm not a big kid, right? Like, last time I spoke, I was watching the video back just to see, okay, what do I do? How can I get better? Man, I want to be. Uh, I want to work and become, you know, the best communicator I can. And I was watching the video, and I couldn't 
get over the fact that the lights were so bright that I had a little patch of hair on my head, but I had, from the distance, it looked like the Dr. Phil haircut. It looked like I had hair around the sides, but the lights were just, and I was like, I gotta fix that. So I went full Bruce Willis and shaved my head, and so I'm just embracing it, man. I am embracing it. Um, if you have a student in sixth through 12th grade, get him here. Get him here on Wednesday nights. Uh, this Wednesday night is the first Wednesday night that if you have a fifth grader that is going into the sixth grade, they're able to come hang out with us. And so get them here, man. We have an awesome time. We've got a super young youth ministry. And so, man, we, we welcome uh, the fifth graders coming up, um, the junior hires coming up. Man, if you're in high school, come hang out with us on Wednesday nights. We've got paintball this coming Friday. This coming Wednesday is superhero night. We are wrapping up our month um, that we have entitled, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but March Madness. Is that like copyrighted? I don't know, it's all right. Um, I doubt anyone from the NCAA is watching this. Anyway, but if you are, man, we love you. Glad you're here, don't sue us. Um, just gotta throw that out there. I think that covers it, Joel. I don't know where he's at. He'll take care of the legal business. Um, but yeah, I love what I get to do. Last Sunday, uh, Pastor, or not, not, not uh, Justin, but Justin Turnbow, Mike Cleveger, myself, were talking to one of our high school students, and we were saying, enjoy high school. Live it up. Like, we know there's responsibilities and stuff, but, but enjoy the time you're in, uh, because before you know it, you will be out of that time. And I was just thinking back. I said, man, I loved high school. I loved going to school. Not before you get any crazy ideas. I don't love schoolwork. That's terrible. It's awful. Um, it's torture. But what I loved was going to school and hanging out with my friends. And I loved trying to figure out ways where I could work the school system and figure out that I could get out of school by going to school functions. I was like, what? Do they know this is happening? Like one time when I was a junior in high school, my football coach came up and said, hey, Michael, we've got a powerlifting meet next Thursday. You'd have to miss class. I was like, stop right there. I'm in. I don't know. You don't have to tell me anything else. I don't need any more details. I'm in. Like it's an excused absence. I'm in. Um, I had no business going to this meet. I was not the strongest, I was not the biggest. I think they just needed warm bodies to go and attempt to lift some weights. I was like, I'm in. So uh, did the bench, uh, bench press and didn't advance. Did the squats, didn't advance. Did the deadlift, didn't advance. Got to hang out with my buddies the rest of the day. What more could you ask for? I was like, I don't have to be in algebra. Thank you, Jesus. Like, I will gladly be like, ah, oh, coach, I'm cramping, I need some food. He's like, all right, here you go. I'm like, yes, I wasn't cramping. I just wanted a banana. Um, but after I got home, my parents were like, hey, how'd it go? I was like, terrible. What'd you think? I was going to win? No, I just wanted to get out of school. And so, um, <laughs> of course I didn't win. Um, and so I got, I got home, and I was like, I had no business going to that, that meet. And guess what? I was never asked to go back again. So that's kind of uh, <laughs> makes my point for me. But, um, man, I think uh, looking back at that, there's a lot of things that I do in life where I really have no business even attempting to do those things. Um, and I think for each and every one of us, there are those moments, there are those times in our life where we look back and maybe it's in our current situation where we're going through something and we're trying to carry something that we are never meant to carry. Trying to carry, trying to handle, trying to juggle, whatever word you want to use, um, an addiction, um, a struggle with your family, maybe it's marriage problems, maybe your kids are being a pain in the neck, um, whatever, they're just being problematic, maybe it's financial burden, maybe it's a problem in your job. There's things that come up in our life all the time. And sometimes we'll look at them and we'll say, I can handle that. And I can handle that like equals those videos of guys that say, that say hey, hold my beer, watch this. Like it never, 
never ends up well. That's like, you say, it's like, oh, he had one of those hold my beer moments because you know something stupid's about to happen. When we have those burdens, when we have those struggles, those addictions, whatever, whatever those problems are, and we say, I think I can handle it, it usually doesn't end up so well. Usually doesn't end up so well. Man, the truth is we've got to understand that we're not strong. Man, we're not spiritual power lifters. We shouldn't be trying to handle those burdens that, that come our way. We've got to understand that we're weak. We've got to understand that we're weak. Now, please, before some of you take offense to that, I'm sorry I'm not trying to revoke your man card or whatever you want to say, so no, I'm not going to fight you in the parking lot. I'll show you weak, Michael. No, calm down. Um, but I'm not talking about what we can do physically. Okay, there's always someone that's bigger and better at whatever. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we try to do spiritually. And what we try to do spiritually is handle stuff that we shouldn't handle. I've heard it said, and it's a really optimistic, really optimistic viewpoint of life, that we're either going through a struggle, we've just come out of a struggle, or we're about to go through a struggle. I'm like, that makes me feel super excited about life, right? Um, but that's the truth. Life is full of ups and downs. There's good times because you realize that you just came out of a bad time. Maybe you're going through a bad time right now. I don't know. In a room this size, I'm going to guess there's probably quite a few issues that we're all trying to handle. But the truth is, if we don't check our pride and realize that we're not equipped, that we're not strong enough to handle those burdens, those situations on our own, it's going to lead us down a path that takes us away from our true source of strength. And Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. He says, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. And three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, and each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So I want to stop there and just mention that Paul, who is pretty close to God, he wrote like two-thirds of the New Testament. Like the Bible that you have in your hands or on your phone, he wrote a good chunk of the last half of that. And he's given something. It says a thorn in his flesh. Um, I don't know what, what it was that he was struggling with, but three different times he prayed, God, take this away. You know what God did? He didn't take it away. It was still there. But God said, you know what you need? You need to rely on me. And realize that my grace is more than enough in that struggle. And that my power works best when you understand that you're weak. So his burden didn't disappear. His problem didn't disappear, which I'm sure he would have loved for it too. And it probably wasn't an awesome miracle, but the truth is there's a lot more to learn in the struggle than there is in it just being taken away. And so he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So Paul goes on to write, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. And that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insult the hardships, the persecutions, the troubles that I suffer for Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. See, Paul understood that he had to swallow that pride and realize that he couldn't carry that burden. He couldn't handle that problem on his own, that he had to say, God, it's, take it. I can't deal with it. And God said, here's a lesson that you need to learn, that my grace is made perfect in that weakness. And I think Satan's pretty crafty. I think if he can take us out in one of those Mortal Kombat, like finish him moves where you're like, mm, and he's like, gives you the uppercut. I think he'll take us out in those moments. But the truth is, more often than not, what's going to happen 
is that he's gonna sneak in a shot, a little shot here, a little shot there, a little problem here, a little problem there, that we can say to ourselves, I can handle that. I can deal with that. And that over time, enough of those I can deal with that, I can handle that moments that eventually we become buried underneath the burdens that we have tried to carry. All because we thought, man, I can deal with that. Jesus kind of addresses this in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. It says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Come to me if you're tired. If you're carrying a heavy burden, come to me, and I will give you rest. And this is a 70-pound uh, a kettlebell, um, and I hate this thing. Uh, if it was a person, I'd punch it in the face, but it's not, and I'd probably break my hand if I punched it. And so just leave it sitting on the ground. I actually had to dust it off because I haven't moved it in a long time. Um, I shouldn't have said that because you'd be like, he uses that a lot. I do not use that a lot. But um, if, if I hurt myself, this would be like the perfect sermon illustration because I'm, I'm so praying that my back doesn't go out. Um, so I can, uh, it's not light. Um, I can pick this up with one hand and you do the waddle. Like, I could pick this up with one hand. Guess what? I can't hold this very long because uh, I was an idiot and put lotion on my hands in the bathroom, so um, that's not helping. <laughs> so I'm gonna spread my legs so I don't drop it on my toe. Uh, so I can hold it with one hand for a little bit, but right now it's starting to get tired. So I can switch hands and hold it with my left hand, which still is awful. And I can hold it like this, which I can hold it for a little bit better. But even in this position, like it's super uncomfortable because my pinkies are like, what are you doing to us? And then my back is like, you can go ahead and put that down. And we're not trying to impress anybody here. So. Um, Let's go ahead and set that down right there. Um, like, I can manage that for a little bit, right? Like, I can manage it. I can hold it in one hand. <laughs> like, oh, look at me. No, like, I can hold it in one hand. I can hold it in another hand. I can hold it in both hands. But at some point, if I hold on to it for too long, like my forearms are going to start cramping. My back's going to start, like, my forearms are going to go, my back's going to start hurting. My hands are going to start hurting. Like, I can manage it for a little bit. But at what cost, right? The cost of me waking up out of, tomorrow and be like, oh, that was a bad idea. You know, like, that hurts so bad. Like, there's going to be some repercussions. And the thing is, we can probably manage our, our struggles, our addictions, our issues for a little bit, right? We can manage them. We can put a Band-Aid on them. Be like, it's, it's okay. I got this. But at what cost? At what cost does that come? Because you're eventually going to hurt yourself. You're eventually going to hurt other people. And you're really going to eventually hurt your relationship with God when we try to manage our problems. But Jesus is saying, hey, those problems, bring them to me. Are you tired? Are you tired of holding on to those things? Are you tired of struggling? Are you tired of dealing with those stuff? Bring them to me. I can give you rest. Stop trying to manage your problems. You know what God also provides? is other believers. He provides people around you to help alleviate those burdens and those struggles. We believe we're better together. That's one of our values. It's not something we were like, oh, what can we write it and put on the wall that would look cool? Uh, we're better alone. No, that doesn't have quite the ring we're looking for. Um, we love donuts. We do, but that's not what we want. Um, man, it's not something, it's not just words that we say, man, we really believe we're better together. Why? Because sometimes you're in a place and you need other people to help you out. Last September, um, myself, 
Aubrey, my sister, her boyfriend were volunteering. My dad got roped into it because I needed his truck and trailer. So if you have a truck and trailer and I call you, don't answer the phone. Um, <laughs> it's a word of advice. But uh, we were volunteering and we were helping pick up like these thousands of bottles of water for a half marathon that we we're going to go deliver. And so they had stacked them on pallets. And you know, like a case of water is not light. It's like, you don't want to carry that around for a whole time. So Imagine like a pallet, like four feet high. I mean, this thing weighed like 1,500 pounds. Um, it was super heavy. And so we had a forklift, put one in the back of my truck. Um, we took the trailer off so the forklift could get to the back of my dad's truck. And then uh, my dad said, hey, put the trailer back on the hitch so we can get this last one. And I was like, got it. I'm your man for the job. So um, put the trailer back on the truck, put the water bottles in the trailer. My dad's like the tie-down master with those little come-alongs. I still try to figure out, like, which end goes where. It's like a magical thing to me. It's like this wizardry that you're so good at this. Um, uh, if you're offended by wizardry, I'm sorry. Um, and so he starts, he gets on the back of the trailer to put the tie down and the trailer. Man, whoever, we're not, this, this, we're not here to cast blame or judgment, but whoever was in charge of hooking up the trailer to the back of the truck did a uh, less than superb job. Um, and like, hey, don't, there's no need for name calling here, okay? There's no need to cast judgment. But whenever he stepped on the back of the trailer, it offset the weight of the water and the trailer went whoop, like that. And uh, so it's got a tall gate at the back of it. And so my dad's back against the gate with the cases of water up against him. And um, he was fine, calm down. Um, <laughs> I should have insulted him there and be like, ah, oh, you can't get me now. Like, like should have. I, I didn't um, because someone in that area was guilty of not hooking up the trailer or whatever. Um, and so I hear some commotion like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And he's like, just get this water off of me. And so myself, uh, my sister and her boyfriend stepped on the front of the trailer so it would tilt back. And we hooked up the trailer properly this time. And... And uh, everyone was super nice about it. No one said anything else about it. That was the end of that story. But the truth is, he was in a situation where uh, he was able to not, like, get thoroughly crushed, but he wasn't going to be able to do anything on his own. He had to have other people come around him to help with that problem that was uh, literally in his face. And sometimes we're going through stuff, and you know what? You need people around you to help with what you're going through. But we can't be too proud to say, I've got this. You can't be pinned up against the case of water and be like, no, I'm good. I'll, I'm good. I'll figure it out. Like, because you're not, you're not going to. You need people around you. And in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul writes this. He says, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. Again, we can't do this on our own. We aren't strong. We're not supposed to handle these problems on our own. Stop saying I've got this because you don't got this. Understand that we're not strong. You know what the Bible says that we are? The Bible says we're sheep. It says that we're sheep. There's several times throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament where it refers to God as the good shepherd and us being his flock. And in John chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus says this. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. After Jesus is, is died and crucified, he tells Peter, he says, hey, do you love me? Peter's like, of course. He says, feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. 
I mean, hey, I'm about to go back up into heaven, and I need you to take care of the believers, take care of the church. Like, we're sheep. Jesus is the shepherd. About a year and a half ago, a year or so ago, I read a book, um, which makes one book that I've read in my life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, called The Shepherd's Look of the 23rd Psalm. And that's exactly what it is. It gives a shepherd's perspective of the 23rd Psalm because we can read it and be like, oh, that's a beautiful passage. That's awesome. But the truth is there's a lot of nuances in there that, that a shepherd was writing this book telling us, hey, so when David wrote this, this is what it meant. And I learned a couple of things as, reading that, as I was reading through that book. And one of the things I learned is that sheep aren't load-carrying animals. They're not pack animals. They're not like a donkey. They're not something that you load down with weight to have them take something somewhere. They're not pack-carrying animals. I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep know my name. And then he also says, are you tired? Are you carrying some heavy burdens? Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Bring them to me. Why? Because we're sheep. We're not meant to carry those heavy burdens. We're never meant to carry those heavy burdens. Another thing I learned about sheep is that they're pretty stupid. Which I'm like, eh, so I insulted your physical strength, now I'm insulting your intelligence, so um, welcome to Foundations Church. Uh, But that sheep, if they're not taken care of, if they don't have a shepherd watching them, they are pretty stupid. There's a story, true story, it happened in 2005 in a little town in Turkey. And um, there was a flock of about 1,500 sheep that were out there, and the shepherds got hungry, so they went to whatever Turkey's version of Chili's is, and they got an awesome blossom. I don't know what they ate. I'm just like, make up your mind. A sandwich? Who cares? Um, but they, they decided they were hungry, so they, they left, and they went and grabbed something to eat. And so while they were gone, one of the sheep apparently was depressed, and he was tired of being shorn, shaven. What's the word? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, like I said, I didn't like school. I don't care. He was tired of just his life, and so he he took off and he jumped off a cliff. He's like, I'm out. And he jumped off the cliff. Another sheep is like, that dude's onto something. I'm out too. Another sheep follows him. Another sheep follows him. 1,500 sheep jumped off a cliff because they were not being watched, because the shepherds took a lunch break. Out of those 1,500 sheep, this is where it gets humorous and morbid at the same time, depending on what your sense of humor is. Um, Out of those 1,500 sheep, 450 of them died. The reason the rest did not die is because the pile of dead sheep started getting higher and higher that it softened their blow. Like, real story. Um, So one of them's like, yay! And they're like, Eddie, what happened? He's like, tell my wife I love her. Um... Apparently a Pixar movie where the sheep talk, but um, that doesn't sound like a herd of like intelligent beings, right? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's been reported. I don't read like dolphins like swimming right into the mouths of the shark. They're like, oh, this looks awesome, right? Like you don't hear about smart creatures doing stupid stuff like that. But sheep aren't meant to carry heavy loads, and sheep are not smart. If they don't have a shepherd hanging out with them and making sure they don't get in trouble, making sure they stay out of bad situations. They can get uh, jumping off cliffs pretty quick. In Mark chapter 6, verse 34, it's interesting, again, that Jesus talks about us and talks about um, himself and the sheep shepherd metaphor. In Mark chapter 6, verse 34, Jesus saw the huge crowds as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Man, we're weak. 
And as sheep, we do some dumb stuff. We see that our kids being a knucklehead, and we try to pick up that burden and carry it around and say, I've got this. I can manage this, right? I'm a parent. I got this. God didn't give me kids to not know what I'm doing. I've got this. At some point, you're like, all right, God, you know what? I'm tired of carrying that around. You can have it. Does it mean your kid all of a sudden is like, has a Jesus moment and light shines down? He's like, I'm sorry for what I've done. And you're like, no. Sometimes you go back and you're like, oh, Jesus, you're not fixing it in the way that I think you should or in the time. I'm going to pick this back up. I'm tired of carrying this again, Jesus. Pick it back up. Man, I'm having struggles at home with my wife. She's supposed to submit, and she's not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to pick that up and carry it around. Surely it's not my fault. It'll never be my fault. It's always her fault, right? Always, always, always. All right, Jesus, I'm going to give that back to you. Sorry, okay. Forgive, my, forgive me for what I've done. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, she's giving me problems again. I'm going to pick that back up. Why? Why do we keep doing this? Because we're dumb sheep. Sorry to insult you. But we think we can handle it. We think we can handle it, and the truth is we were never meant to handle it. We were never meant to handle it. Man, I grew up in church. Every time the doors were open, it seemed like we were there. I grew up hearing little stories about how Jesus or, or, or God parted the Red Sea so the Israelites could walk across on dry land. You move the little felt boards around, little characters, and you're like, oh, here's Jesus. Here's the people. You know, and it's like I heard the stories about God rescuing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from a fire because they refused to bow down and worship another god. I heard the stories about God rescuing Daniel from a, from a pit of hungry lions because he refused to stop praying. Like I read stories about David, this little shepherd boy, slaying the greatest warrior the Philistines had ever put forward in Goliath. I read all these stories. I heard all these stories. I had, drew the little, oh, here's David picking up rocks. You know, like I colored the pictures and all that stuff. I went to college and studied and, and learned that the same spirit that, that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. It's like I, I should know these things. I should know that he's big enough to handle what I've got, to handle any addictions, any struggles, any, any financial burdens that, that he can handle. But what do I do? I keep going back to him. And say, no, I think I can get this. I think I can get it this time. I didn't learn last time, but I, I've got it this time. I, I'm going to correct my mistakes. Right? Why do I keep doing that? Because I'm a sheep. And whenever you don't follow the direction of the shepherd, man, it takes you away from your true source of strength. Let's look at Psalm 23 real quick, and let's read through this. Shannon, and Shannon wants to come up here. We're about to close in this. We'll get you guys. I talked about Chili's. You guys can go to Chili's pretty quick here, so you're welcome. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Man, we could stop right there. But we won't, because I'm not done yet. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, doesn't say he's going to take you out of the darkest valley. He says, I, well, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close to me. Your rod and staff protect me 
and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing, unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I'm not sure about you. I've done a lot of dumb stuff, but reading that passage doesn't sound like a God who wants me to live on the struggle bus of life. It sounds like a God who takes care of every need that I have. The big ones, the ones that other people see, and they're like, oh my goodness, how are you making it through? And even the little ones that we say, I, I got this. God sees all of that. He says, you have all that you need in me. The Lord is our shepherd. I have all that I need. Are you weary? Are you carrying heavy burdens? Are you tired? Come to me and I will give you more burdens, give you more struggles. No, I'll give you rest. Man, and in a room of this size, of this many people, man, we could probably use our imagination and get pretty close to some of the stuff that we're going through. Maybe we could use our imagination and not even get close to some of the stuff we're going through. But the truth is, at some point or another, maybe right now, maybe tomorrow, maybe whenever you go home, there's something waiting for you that you've been carrying around that you were never meant to carry around. And what's Jesus saying? Come to me. Stop picking it up. Come to me, leave it there, and walk away. And find your strength in me. Find your strength in me to not have to pick it up again and feel like you have to take control. Find your strength in me to get through today. Jesus even says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries of its own. Man, there's a lot of things that we could probably go around if I had a microphone and said, hey, what's something that you've been carrying around? Some of you'd be like, this is what I've been carrying around. And we could be here for a lot longer than some of you probably care to be. But, we... but you know what? First things first. At one point or another in each and every one of our lives, we've carried around a burden that there is no way that we could get rid of. And that's the burden of sin. That's the burden of a heart that's not following Christ. Something that we can't do, no matter how good we are, no how many times we simply come to church, if we haven't surrendered the biggest burden, our life, to Jesus, man, that needs to be our first priority. Saying, God, I've got a lot of struggles right now. And all those, we can deal with those in just a second, but God, right now, my life, man, is not surrendered to you. It's like a sheep without a shepherd. Man, you're running towards a cliff. And you need a shepherd to come back and say, whoa, 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 let's correct that path. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna ask us a question. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you have and you started wandering off and doing your own thing. You say, today I wanna to rededicate my life to Christ. You give your life to Christ. He says, I give you rest. I give you forgiveness. I give you all that you need. First, you gotta come to me. He's already paid the price. He's already taken care of business. Now it's our choice. Do we surrender our life to him? Man, if you've never made that decision, maybe you need to rededicate your life to Christ. On the count of three, I want you to simply raise your hand. One, two, 
three. Is there anyone here today that says, yeah, there's one hand. There's another hand in the back, yeah. Anyone else? Today, you need to make that decision. You need to lay that burden down and say, I'm giving my life to you, Jesus. There's another hand. Man, if you raise your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I come before you today. I confess that I've sinned and I've missed the mark. But I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and love would change my life. And I turn away from that life I was living to chase after all that you have for me. I confess you, Jesus, to be Lord and Savior of my life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.